Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Sincerely Nicole Rose podcast. And today, I just had a thought that I wanted to elaborate on. I had this realization that... mm, Not that. I've been at this point where I've been thinking about what does success really mean to me? What is a successful day? What does it look like? What does it mean? And if I take today, for example, I had a very slow day. There was little to no work to be done. When With my business, I some have some days where I'm really, really busy and some days where I'm not. And I've had to learn to work with that flow. So... In terms of traditional productivity, today, many people would have counted as a throwaway day. But something I did do today, and you can poo me for this or not, but I have had a very messy boot, like a car boot, for probably the last two years. It's gotten, I need to say, I've only owned this car for three years it's gotten progressively worse so you know how when you have a small mess like you start off with maybe one box and then you kind of throw an extra pair of shoes in there and then you know what just gonna chuck that in there as well I have a Toyota Etios the sedan version so I have a sizable very sizable boot (laughs) so it is very easy to just fill and fill and fill and fill and by the time you realized it your boot like mine had a deck of cards lying everywhere a box of things clothes that were supposed to be donated two years ago and two floating shelves from one of my parents rental properties yes it was and there there were also two face cloths And I have questions. I don't know how they got there. And then possibly my favorite part of this is a scientific question. If there is one tub of glitter in Nicole's boot, how much of Nicole's boot is covered in glitter? The answer? (laughs) All of it. So I had a tub of glitter that I used for a photo shoot literally in 2017 when I started my Unsplash account I remember because I have the photos it used to be my most famous photo of two hands on a yellow background with purple glitter on and I stored that glitter in the back of my car and at some point last year when I started doing slight off-road trips in my car I must have just hit a bump really badly and the glitter container smashed and you know okay I do this sometimes when a mess gets too much of a mess I just leave it I get to the point where I'm like I'm just gonna pretend you're not there you're not there it doesn't matter if I don't have to look at you every day then technically you're not a problem which is not a good mindset to have so Over the weekend, I told my folks that I knew I was going to have one or two slow days this week. I have two days really booked and then a couple of slow days. And 
I said to them, you need to hold me accountable. On the day that I have a slow day, make sure I clean my boot because it's something I've been very serious about wanting to do. So today I was having just woke up from a nap and my mom came in and she said, okay, Nicole, you told me to hold you accountable, so I'm holding you accountable. It's time to clean out your boot. And when I say my boot's deep, I mean it's deep. Like to reach the back of it, I have to like pretty much climb in there. In fairness, I was picking up playing cards, business cards from 2017 that people had given me and like 10 cent coins. So to pull a suitcase out, you wouldn't have to get in that deep, but it's a sizable boot. There was a lot of stuff in there. So I broke it up into three piles. I had my keep pile, which things like floating shelves are really expensive. So like the fact that I could get that from one of their rental properties is the biggest winner winner chicken dinner I can think of in this situation. And then I had a donate pile because there were quite a few things. Quite a few things that I was supposed to donate in the past and didn't. Yay me. And there were some other things in there that were perfect for donating. Like some books that I'd bought that, if I'm honest, if I get halfway through a book and it just doesn't catch me, it just doesn't catch me. I'm not going to keep it. Just for the sake of, oh, I paid for this, I'm going to keep it. Like, I don't, sometimes I do because their covers are pretty. But most of the time, I won't keep a bad book. So there were some books in there that got chucked in the donate pile. There were lots of things. And then I had the throwaway pile, which I broke up into two sections. I had the... Don't... I had the junk pile, which was just straight up junks, things that had to go straight into the bin. Then I had my recycle pile, because if you are anything like me, you have paper for days in your boot. So I had to deal with all of that. And then when it was done, obviously with the glitter situation, fun fact about Nicole, I hate cleaning. Like, H-A-T-E, get it away from me, cleaning, seriously, cleaning. So, I decided I would take my car to be cleaned. There's a really great cleaning place near us, and they charge a very fair price, so that's what I did. Went, did it, got my car cleaned, and when I was, when I got into my room, and I was sitting back and reflecting on the day, It just felt like kind of a failure. Didn't really make money. Didn't do anything of great importance. Didn't break any records. All in all, I had a really average to below average day. And I was thinking about, so was this day a waste? Was it a failure? What standard am I using to measure this? And then I realized that I had completed something. I'd completed a goal that I'd put in place for myself for the week, whether it was 
financially significant, business significant. That's not what matters. What matters is that there was something that I knew I needed to get done and I knew it was really important, even just when it comes down to biblically. Stewardship. Are we looking after the things we have? And I had to do better. So I did. And even though the day may feel like a waste to me, what I'm learning more and more and more is I'm having to change my measure for success because even if I look at the way I've built my life, is it successful? Yes. Worldly speaking, if you are just judging by the earth standard, I have a successful life. I have a business that's run for the part for the duration of 2020 and is still going which is a good thing um i'm good at what i do i have a beautiful online presence i'm well known for my photography on unsplash but does that really matter when the lord looks at me is that what he sees what What is the judge for real success? Is me getting insecure because I had a slow day and wasn't busy? Is that insecurity a sign of success or a sign that I rely on something too much? And I'm asking this in a question form, but um, I'm sure you've picked up that that was intended as my statement. I've had to make peace with sometimes having nothing to do. And that's really, really hard for me. I like looking busy. I feel as though if I can just look busy, even if I'm not actually busy, then at least people will think well of me. That makes sense. You know, you know what I mean by that? Like, Fake it till you make it. If I put on this facade and I do all of these things right, whether I am actually a success or not. (laughs) Well, I work in marketing. So my job is to sell a story to people. And it becomes really easy to turn your life into that story and to sell it. Because it's what I'm really, really good at. And stepping back and just saying... You like to look busy, Nicole. You have nothing to do, so why don't you watch another Korean Englishman, the Korean Englishman video? Why not? You have nothing else to do. It's not like you're... It's not like you need to be busy in order to have value and in order to have a place. And I haven't read the book yet. I... It's it's going to be pretty pricey. Ali Bistaki, someone I listen to a lot for her political commentary and her Christian take on what is happening in the world around us, I can 10 out of 10 recommend her. She has written a book called You're Not Enough and That's Okay. And I think that's more and more what I'm realizing is that You know, I am not enough. Never have been. 
never will be. I'll never be busy enough. I'll never be able to look busy enough. It's all just a facade. In the end, I'm not enough. But Christ is. And he died on the cross for me. He died on the cross so I could be, through repentance, I could be forgiven of my sins and come into the kingdom of heaven for all eternity. I mean, that's, that's pretty wild. I mean, I don't really need to be enough when I have a God who says, I will fill the void for you. And even with that, I'm not underplaying the importance of obeying scriptures and what Christ puts in front of us. But the whole point of everything that is given to us is to show us that we can never achieve it. That was literally the point of the Old Testament law. The Old Testament scriptures were there to prove that no one could be holy. No one could live up to the standard that God set except his own son. And his son filled the gap for us. So I know this started as a funny story about how I cleaned my, cleaned my boot. But here's what I want you to take away from this. I'm sure you're going to take away whatever you want to. But this is what I would like you to take away from this. What is your measure of success? And how can it be changed? Is it affirmation from people? Is it Instagram stories? Is it being shared? Is it what people think of you? Is it how much money you're making? Is it how much money other people are making and you're not? Is it about the job you have? The clothes you wear? The house you live in? The car you drive? What is your measure of success? And I don't have an answer for this yet. I know I come on here and this is a place for thoughts. Like it literally says thoughts. In the title. Sorry if you didn't realize you weren't getting the perfect woman who knows everything. But I am quickly realizing that I have to reevaluate. Man, I got to reevaluate what my measure is for success. Because, you know, money's all well and great. But it doesn't fill you up. Money will just get sucked right through the God-shaped vacuum inside of you and disappear into the void. There is only one thing that can fill that hole, that aching desire to belong, to have a place, and that is communion with the Holy Trinity, with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I love um, United Pursuit has a song, and one of their lines goes, And I am unfulfilled without full communion. And it's so true. So, what did I learn today? I learned that sometimes doing what needs to be done is enough for the day. I don't need to appear busy. I don't need to act busy. And I need to consciously fight against this feeling that comes above me of being a failure because it's a lie. And lies can be so convincing 
the book of Jeremiah says, the heart is deceptive above all things. My heart is extremely deceptive. As someone who has had agoraphobia, um, something I've struggled with, um, I would get a definition for you, but I'm recording this on my phone, so if I click off, it is going to make so much noise, so I can't get a definition for you, but I can tell you what I've, what I understand it to be. Agoraphobia is a fear of the outside, of the other, of the unknown. So a lot of people who suffer from extreme versions of this, they will refuse to leave their houses. They're the kind of people who become shut-ins and hermits because of their fear of interacting with the outside. Well, not even the people. It's not a social anxiety thing. It's actually like going outside my front door, what could happen to me? So where was I going with this? The heart is deceitful. I'm there. I'm back. My heart and my mind have spent years telling me that restaurants are not safe, that people are not safe, that any feelings of excitement mean that I'm in danger, that traveling is not safe. It took me, after my nervous breakdown, it fully took me almost a year and a half to be able to travel by myself without having multiple full-blown panic attacks. The heart is deceitful, and I've learned that the hard way. Anxiety is a liar, a vicious liar. And she will steal. If you give her an inch, she will take a mile. If you give her one piece, she will take an entire section of your life and devote it to destruction. And there's nothing you can do to stop it, but Christ in you can. That's what I've had to realize. So, what is your measure? And don't let your measure be driven by what you feel. Rather, what is your measure according to the one who holds all the standards? What will you count your worth in with Jesus? Is it in what you do? Is it in what you think? Is it in what you say? Is it in what you appear? Or is it in Christ alone my hope is found? He is my rock, my strength, my shield. Those words are wrong. I know it so. They sounded right, so there I'd go. I struggle to get words right, but I hope you appreciate that little skit of comedy. My sister always says I have a gift for getting words wrong. I honestly do. Man, I used to sing the most ridiculous things on songs just because it sounded similar to the original words. So God bless you for sitting through that. But I hope this has encouraged you. As a thought from my journey, as a thought from the steps... I've been taking, this has been, it's not always fun. Yes, guys, it is not always fun. These realizations, they come heavy and they come hard. And it often takes me an hour or two with my journal, praying. I write my prayers because I have a very bad memory. 
it's a downside of some things I struggle, I, um, illnesses I have, um, memory's not so good, anxiety does that to you, wrecks your brain, (laughs) same with depression, so I find that by writing my prayers, I'm able to quickly reflect upon the Lord's faithfulness, and seeing what I've prayed for, and how in his own way, in the perfect way, he's answered it, and then with that, being able to articulate myself well, and then step back, I don't journal in tongues, (laughs) I should just clarify that, that and I, I do pray out loud, but I have a special place in my heart for writing my prayers down. It feels precious to me, like my journals are my most preci- precious possession. If the house were burning down, they and my artworks would be what I save, because honestly everything else is replaceable. And my guitar probably. Okay, that list is going to extend quick, quick, quick. But my journals are the track record of who God has been in my life and through every high and every low what he has done in me through me and how our relationship has come out so that's it for today like comment subscribe if you're on itunes wouldn't you do me the biggest favor and give me a five-star review? And if you'd like to write something, um, that would mean the world to me. It does so much. I currently show up third when you type in sincerely. Um, my heart and my goal is to get to the top of that list. So thank you for listening. I hope you've learned. I hope you've been encouraged. And man, to God be the glory all day every day to god be the glory